This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. God bless you. This is Pastor Henry Marbley. I'm so glad to be here with you on radio. Um, I'm here to welcome you to the Temple of God, Church of God of Christ, and the Word for you. We're going to have an exciting program today. I know it's going to bless your heart. It will definitely lift your spirit. Go get someone. Sit back, relax. You might be in your car driving. This is going to bless you and take you places you haven't been before. In Jesus' name, listen here. God bless you. I'm here again in Jonah, the first chapter, the second chapter, and the third, and the fourth. And we will be teaching on Jonah, the portrait of a backslider preacher. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of a Mittite, saying, now, I don't know about you, but I thank God one day he came into my life on a very special day. And he came into my heart to show me a brighter way. I was a boxer then. I enjoyed fighting. That was one of the things I did. In the ring, it was my life. I enjoyed it so much that uh, I was looking to go pro, and I was defeating pros, teaching policemen how to box and all of that until one day uh, that the Lord came into my life and changed my life. And when he changed my life, he said, you got to stop boxing. And it kind of dealt with me. And Awake, I love boxing, but I put it down. I went back to my coach, and I told my coach that I no longer will be boxing. And he kind of cursed me out, and I was one of his best fighters uh, in the ring at that time. And he said, um, go ahead and do what you're going to do. And as he did it, as he spoke to me, the next day I heard that he had a heart attack, and he dropped dead in the Lord became my coach then, the Holy Ghost. And I was on the street one time just out there, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to minister to these people at the bus stop. And I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to do it. Uh, I felt like, no, I, I, Lord, I'm not going to minister to these people. And nevertheless, I obeyed them, and I ministered, and I started noticing it was effective. And God began to tell me, I want you to minister on the on the the um, bus, and I want you to minister at your job, and I want you to minister everywhere I go, the Holy Ghost speaking to me. I want you to minister. I find myself preaching all over the place, and I find myself sometimes going back to that old attitude of being a fighter, and the Lord began to deal with me. I said, if you don't fight, and if you hold your peace, I'll fight your battles, and then I begin to experience things. I knew how to throw a bolo. I knew how to throw a right hand. I knew how to throw a jab, a hook, a left hook. I knew how to fight. I knew how to bobby and weave out. I knew how to, um, I kept my stamina and my, I knew all of that. But the Lord began to use me in special ways. He began to shock me by the things he did. I would, instead of punching somebody, I would lay hands on them and I would notice people would get healed. I would notice People will get saved when I preached. And after noticing, after you know I had a church, and after you know I was on radio, and after you know I was on TV, 
That's because I began to listen to God. But I was just like Jonah. I understand Jonah, the portrait of a backslided preacher, because it was so easy for me to go back to my old ways, uh, attitude and anger and boxing. A lot of boxes are full of anger and full of insecurity and full of uh, uh, themselves, pretty much. And and they're full of ego, and, and and I'm battling these things all the time with my coach. My coach used to teach us when we were in boxing how to hold our hands up to keep from getting hit. He used to teach us how to, to move in certain ways to keep uh, keep your shoulder up, to keep from getting hit. And after that, the Holy Ghost took over and began to show me how to keep from being hurt, keep from being hit. He showed me that anger is a secondary emotion. It comes from hurt, anger. It comes from hurt, fear, injustice, and frustration. That causes anger in us. Here go a preacher, Jonah, that was full of hurt, fear, injustice, and frustration. He was told to go, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. For their wickedness have come up to me. Yes, God is interested in our nation. The nation is a drop in the bucket. God is interested in our state. God is interested in our city. We find the evidence of that in Luke, the 10th chapter. Let's go there real quick in the 15th verse. It says, but in whatsoever city you enter, they, and they receive you not, go your way out of the city the same and say, even the very dust of your city which clean on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day of Solomon than for that city. Warn to ye, Corzine, warn to the Bethesda, for the mighty works which have been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you, they had great well ago repented, sitting in sackcloths and ashes. For it shall be more tolerable for Tyra and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And thou Kerponium, which are exalted to heaven, shall be thrust down to hell. Here go Jesus talking about cities. He's talking about, so God is looking at Detroit. God is looking at Michigan. God is looking at the United States of America. Oh yeah, United States of America, God shed his grace on thee and crowned thy good with brotherhood from sea to shiny sea. America was founded upon the Judeo-Christian belief. Yes, it was. And it was a country that, that was built by a, a person with a dream, a dream of having a nation where Jehovah and Jesus Christ is Lord. And in 1776, it said 90% of the people claimed to be Christian. When you came to America, it was a melting pot. When you got here, you conformed to the norm of America. It wasn't push one and get English and push two and get Spanish. When you came here, you conformed to the norm. But now, we are a multicultural, pagan country. We're embracing everything, and everything is coming across the border. West Nile virus, and we have so many diseases coming, so many other things coming because of our sins. America has sinned. We're being propaganda, just like Hitler propagandized Germany and told him we're just cleansing, but he was murdering millions of Jews. Yeah, God is looking at our nation. He's looking at our city. He told Jonah to get up and go and cry. 
for their wickedness have come up. I wonder if God said the same thing in America. When we're looking at abortion, now, uh, since Roe versus Wade in 1973, we done killed over in America more than all the wars we'd ever had, 50-some million, 55 million children. It used to be the safest place for a baby was in the womb of a mother. The safest place, but not the most dangerous place on earth to be in the womb of your own mother. Where are we going with this? Where's America going with this? We're being propaganda. They're saying it's, no, it's not a baby. They're using propaganda. They, it's, it's a fetus. They, they, they're minimizing the blow. Uh, not only that, we're now embracing and accepting homosexuality as a normal relationship. Someone's preference is now becoming a law. Uh, I remember the civil rights movement, but that dealt with color and that dealt with nationality. But this is dealing with preference. And, and, and from there, is, we're going to just go downhill from that. We're opening up Pandora's box. Yeah, Jonah was told to go to Nineveh and preach. But Jonah, uh, see, God could use a backslided preacher. A lot of folks like to be down on preachers. Uh, you ain't exactly what you ought to be. But, you know, one thing about God, he loves his children. Uh, all of us is bad children before a good father. Ain't none of us really all that. You know, the first man... In the Bible, God made the world and in 1 and 2, Genesis 1 and 2, everything was good and very good. That's the only time God ever said everything on earth and everything was good and very good. After that, it was restitution. After that, it took Jesus to come, and he was the only good and very good thing. And even when the rich young ruler ran up to him and said, Lord, he said, good master. Jesus said, well, don't call me good. Even though I am good, and you, you and you got it right, but don't call me good because I'm in this form. He said, because there's nobody good but God. Unless you call me God, don't call me good. God, so God would take a backslider preacher. He, when you look at Samson, Samson was always backslider. I preached the message of Samson one day, the portrait of a punk. He was, uh, he was yet a man that was of God, anointed a Nazarene. He was a man that had all the power of God coming on him, but yet he had problems. Abraham, the man of faith and power, yet lied about his wife being his sister. And all through the Bible, we find people, Moses was a murderer before he brought salvation to the Israelites. Here go God using imperfect people. Jonah, he said, arise, get up, go, and preach the words that I tell you. Yes, we're all duty-bound. We're all called. It's a job God has given all of us. We're living epistles read of me, and people are reading you. Yeah, people are paying attention. You let your light so shine before men. He's actually calling all of us Jonas. He's saying, Jonah, into your house. Be Jonah. He wants you to minister to your family. He's saying, Jonah on the job. Jonah, wherever you at, wherever you go, Yes, he said, you're Jonah. You got to minister for me. So Jonah rose up and he fled from the presence of the Lord. And he went down. Whenever we begin to sin, we begin to go down. Whenever we refuse to do what God wants us to do, we begin to go down. He went down to Jephthah and found a ship going to Tasha. And he paid the fare thereof and went down again into the ship. It's something about when we're not doing it God's way, we're going down. America has been a great country, a, a great example. But, but the Roman Empire was a great example. But it, one day it fell because of immorality. The, Alexander the Great had the greatest nation, and he was the greatest fighting machine, but because of immorality, they fell. Oh yeah, every nation that forget God, the Bible said, will be turned away into hell.
And here go Jonah going down into the ship, down. And then the Bible, God said, I sent out a great storm. It's something about when we don't do it God's way, the storms of life will begin to rage. And when we don't do it God's way, God loves you. He chastens everyone that he loves. If you as a child, he's going to chasten you. So, so we know the storm came and the Marines were afraid and they cast lots and the lots fell upon Jonah. And when the lots fell upon Jonah, he, they told Jonah he, he wanted to commit suicide. Jonah said, okay, uh, cast me overboard. Uh, cast me overboard. And when they cast him overboard, so he went down now into the sea. Down into the sea. And God prepared a fish. Let's go down to the 17th verse. Now, the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And he was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Now, I'm starting to realize something in my life that when I get into the belly of the fish, I got to make sure there's something that I'm not doing right. I got to ask God, am I, am I not doing the things that's pleasing in his sight? I got to make sure I'm not backslidden like Jonah. I got to check my attitude. I got to check my actions. I got to check myself out to make sure uh, I got to confess my faults and my sins. Uh, Jonah was cast down into the sea, down into the belly of the whale. And Jonah prayed, the Bible says, out of the belly of the whale, Jonah prayed, saying, I cry by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. Sometimes we have to be knocked down to make us look upward. I know Jonah saying, I was looking up to the Father when he finally smiled on me. And he heard me out of the belly of hell, Jonah called it. One thing about it, when you begin to run from God, yes, somebody told me, you know, heaven and hell is right here on earth. And I said, yes, you get a little bit of hell here and you get a little bit of heaven. Matter of fact, this is the closest every Christian gonna get to hell earth. And this is the closest any, every sinner going to get to heaven. If the sinner don't repent, this is all the heaven you're going to see. And this is all the hell that a saint going to see. Yes, we, yes, we get the earnest of our inheritance. We get somewhat of a taste of heaven here. Somewhat of a taste of hell. He cried out of the belly of hell and he heard my voice. For thou hast cast me into the depths and into the midst of the sea, and the floods compass me about. All the bows and the waves compass me about. Sound like a man in trouble. Whenever we're not doing it God's way, it sounds like a man in trouble. Yes, it takes God. You know, when God is in our life, Jesus said, be of good courage, I overcome the world. It's important that we realize that God have overcome the world. And if we have Jesus in us and we're doing it his way, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And, you know, and I find it difficult as a preacher myself to always, oh, you got to forgive that person. And, and I said, and I wrestle with it. But I, at the end of the day, I bet on God. I allow him to win because you got to. We got to do it God's way. Jonah had to go through because he decided, I'm not going to do it God's way. Amen. So all the billows and the waves compassed me about. And then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet will I look 
towards thy holy temple. And the waters compassed me about, even my soul, and the depths closed me round about. And the weeds were wrapped about my head. Jonah left to go to Tasha down from the presence of the Lord. He boarded the ship, went down into the ship. He found himself down in the sea, then down in the belly of the whale. Then he began to explain, to begin to explain the difficulty, the problem. He described the situation that he was in. The weeds were about his head. I went down to the bottom of the mountain. The earth and her bars was about me forever. And yet have thou brought my soul up, my life foot from corruption, oh my God. And when my soul fainted within me, oh yeah, sometimes we got to be knocked down to make us look up to God. Yes, God denied them of a broken heart and of a contract spirit. Yes, God want us to come in repentance to him. Glory to God. Jonah began to repent. Hallelujah. My soul fainted within me and I remembered the Lord and my prayer came up unto him and to his holy temple. And thou that, thou that observest lie in vanity, forsake not thy own mercy. And I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving and I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish. Hurry to God. Ain't it a blessing when God speak to your trouble? All we have to do is get back right with God. Sometimes we get off the track, but he forgives and brings us back. Yes, God spake to the trouble. There's somebody right now that may be going through a whole lot of trouble. And a lot of us know that it's our decision making. It's our fault. It's what we're eating. It's what we're doing. It's what we're saying. Sometimes it ain't what's eat, what we're eating. It's what's eating us. Yes, God wants us to come to him. He is our salvation. He is our deliverance. He is our God. And Jonah knew who to go to. I don't know how you spell relief, but Jonah knew how to spell it. You got to know how to spell it. And here go Jonah crying out to the Lord, and the Lord spake to the well, and he was vomited up by the well. They're always the residue of the sin, the residue of the problem. Yes, they're always the residue because of what we done done. That's a reminder of what we done done. The stink is still there for what we done done. So that it will be a reminder of that we need to get up and get going for the Lord. And Jonah preached in Nineveh in the third chapter. Jonah, The Bible said in the word of the Lord came to Jonah. A second time. I do believe that God is a God of a first chance, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, and a fifth chance. Yes, he gave Samson another opportunity, and Samson defeated more of his enemies at his death than he did in his life. Jonah got another opportunity, smelling like a, looking like a wild man, smelling like a fish. He was more convincing than ever before. He would have never had the adrenaline that he had. See, God could take evil and turn it into good. It's something about God. He could take two negative and make a positive. Whenever you put it together and he do his math, it always comes out positive. I don't care what the circumstances is, it's going to come out 
positive with God if you are serving a God. Because all things work together for the good. God utilized this trouble to put running in his feet. God to put clapping in your hand. Your difficulty is simply is a spark for God to set you on fire. Arise and go to Nineveh. That great city sound like the same words he heard the first time. And preach unto them the preaching that I bid thee. And Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Notice he ain't going down no more. He realizing that I don't care if I don't like these folks. I don't care what. Listen, I know one thing. I like me. And I like my life. And I know that I got to get going for God. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul said three things. I'm an ambassador for the Lord. Paul said three things. He said, knowing the love of God constraineth me. Paul said three things in 2 Corinthians. He said that I know the terror of the Lord. And the terror of the Lord causes me to persuade men. Jonah got a taste of the terror of the Lord. Yes, so Jonah, the Bible said he went to that greatly great city. In three days, he entered, he began to enter into the city in one day. It took three days to get there. Even if Jonah had went on his own and tried to get there, it would have took him three days taking his time. But Jonah ran to that city. He ran there and got there within a day. And he cried saying, in 40 days, Nineveh shall be overthrown. In 40 days. So the, the people of Nineveh believed. Oh, yeah, they believed that he looked like a prophet. He looked like John the Baptist. He looked like he'd been eating wild locusts and honey. He looked like he'd been out in the wilderness. Looked like he just got spit out from a well. He looked like a prophet. He smelt like a prophet. He went like a prophet. His, the, the anointing was on him. Oh, yeah, God, you know how to pick you up and turn you around. And he know how to put running in your feet. Glory to God. And Jonah began to preach to these people. And the Bible said that they believed the preaching of Jonah and the, the, the king caused a fast. He said, nobody going to eat. The king caused the whole nation. Don't you know this country could be saved? America could be saved if we put the right people in office, if we put the right folks in place. Yes, America had the right people in the beginning of this country. They knew what prayer was all about. They knew what the Bible was all about. They knew it. But as we have come on to the 20th century, now we have other people that seem not to know that this country is a Christian country. They don't seem to know the things that God say is true. They don't seem to know. But this this king realized that we got to call a fast. And everybody, nobody going to eat the babies, the, the, the animals. Don't even feed them. Don't feed the little mouse. Nobody going to eat. Everybody repented and God turned away his wrath. But it displeased Jonah in the fourth chapter. Exceedingly, and he was very angry. You see, anger is a secondary emotion. It comes from hurt, fear, and it comes from injustice and frustration. See, these were the people that that Jonah hated because they were the people that when the children of Israel was out there in the wilderness, whenever there was the weak, the lame, and the main, the ones that were stragglers that couldn't keep up in the 40 years in the wilderness, these people used to come out, the Amalekites, and they used to kill them. They used to kill them. They used to maim them. They used to murder them. They used to follow them like vultures and like like wolves, and they used to follow them and kill them. And so they, they were notorious from killing the children of Israel. So Jonah cried out. He was angry, and then God allowed him as he rested to fall asleep. And as he fell asleep, a grove came upon him, and, and, and it, it cooled him down in the heat of the sun. 
And Jonah realized when God woke him up, he said, why did the, the thing died before Jonah woke up, after Jonah woke up? And God said, why did you have pity on this little grove and not pity on a city? God wants us to pity our neighbors, pity our city, pity. The Bible says that, first of all, let prayer be made for kings, for all that's in authority. We got to pray for our families. We got to pray for our relatives. We got to pray for our in-laws. They may be outlaws. We got to pray for this country. God then placed us here on earth as the salt of the earth. Yes, Jonah was a backslider preacher. I don't know if you backslide today. I don't know what you're going through today, but it's time for all of us to be like Jonah and to cry out. It's time for us to cry out. Look to the holy hill from whence cometh our help. Our help come from the Lord. God can reclaim us. The Bible makes it very clear to us that if we see a brother sin a sin that is not unto death, let him know that he that converted sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. It's our job to get the word out. It's our job to proclaim the gospel. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Jonah went there and preached to every creature because Nineveh, every creature, was saved. Every creature was delivered. Every creature, the king called the fans for the whole nation and the whole kingdom was saved. God bless you. Heaven smiles upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to A Word For You, the teaching ministry of Temple of God Ministries, located at 9392 Mac Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48214. Are you in need of prayer? Please feel free to call us now at 313-424-3065. Again, that's 313-424-3065. We hold weekly services every Sunday, promptly at 12 p.m. We cannot stay on the air without your help. Donations can be made out to Temple of God Ministries, sent to 9392 Mac Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48214. Please support this broadcast as we proclaim the Word of God, and please support our feeding and our track ministries as well. Thank you, and may God bless you. This program is sponsored by the Temple of God Ministries.